come from Ooh, yeah, let's get this party started Ain't nobody on the level if we're being honest All my girls are darlings, all my girls are solid All this drip drip on my body, I'm a Ricky Fawcett I don't wanna come off as cocky, I just know that I got it God can bless in my account, like direct deposit All my girls are darlings, all my girls are solid Hey man, say man, it's the Greater Podcast Back with another 4x4 quarantine episode mm. We're still mm. in all of our separate locations as This you guys is the worst Social distance I miss you guys, anymore. man I can't take this anymore, man For you going Why crazy? Not? I'm going crazy, bro My window's right here I be contemplating jumping out sometimes You know what I'm saying? Alright, let's relax I remember right. I, I remember I have a family <laughs> Right Right so I can't yeah, keep remembering <laughs> Like that prison break, like I'm. A, I just hate. I just hate the fact that my workspace and my life are like in the same room. In the right? same, oh yeah. Gosh. So you just, you all just right. feel like you can't. You, you can't when you physically leave work. Like you're like, all right, this is done for the day. But right. Like, all you do is you're in the same spot like after work now. So that joint. <laughs> so you just move your computer like a mud. Which windows? What's my <laughs> laptop? What's my laptop closed? This is over, bro. <laughs> Y'all not gonna hear from me. Nah. But anyways, this is Moses here, Mo Legend, uh, one-fourth of, you know, the guys. Uh, Gabe on the mic, Blue. Yeah. Sam on the one and two, you know what I'm saying? No freestyle. Actually, let me do a quarantine. Let me do a quarantine. All right. Man, cut me off, bro. Quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. So I cut Remy off like a pair of scissors. Mm. Woo! You just ad-lib yourself. <laughs> oh, he was like, "Well, rise with scissors." I'm hit. I got by time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I can't. All right. This that's go what ahead, he cut me off for, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead, ahead my name is Remy. Yo. And it's week ten of no shape up. Look at me. Woo! Coming yeah. out. We out here. Uh, if you're my watching, flat, flat, bro. So ugly. If you're watching on uh, YouTube or wherever, you may see this. You see that we all got hats on because it's a struggle. Mm. But Send help we're back. Yeah, I'm hip. <laughs> but we're back with another episode, four by four episode. Before we hop into that, we want to just thank everybody again that listened to the last episode. Um, what was it? Dang, I forgot the title of it. I want to be relevant. So we hashtag did get I yeah, yep, hashtag enterprise, which is funny. We got a lot of uh, I'm not even gonna say that. We got some DMs, some very well thought out. De- detailed DMs about the whole situation. So it's it's interesting and humbling to see that people are actually engaging with our content, engaging with the conversations that we're having. So I mean, hey, we embrace everything. Uh we love that you guys are are you know talking with us and chatting with us because you know we just share our opinions and our thoughts. But what we really want is for y'all to share y'all's too and you know get the conversation started. So man, we appreciate y'all. Thank y'all once again. And yeah. You don't really recognize the growth. Like, I didn't recognize how much we grew until I talked to somebody who was, like, just starting his podcast. And it was like he was trying to figure out, like, how to get an audience, how to get numbers. And then I was talking about what we've been able to do. And he was like, dang, you guys really came a long way. Da, da, da. And in my head, it's just like, it's it doesn't feel different. You know what I'm right. saying? But it's the fact that we've come from, like, those crusty, dusty microphones from, like, way back <laughs> in the day. So, like, actually having a, a consistent audience and, like, a consistent schedule in which we post. It's like, it took time. Yeah, bro. This, this is just encouragement to anyone out there who's starting something. You know, do not despise small beginnings. You know, just fight through. Even if you have crusty equipment, 
As long as you're able to, you know, come up with the concept ideas, you know, the, all the sexy criminal will come, but just, you know, just follow through with your ideas and your dreams, man. Right? Exactly, yeah, man. It's been a, it's been a long time coming, man. We, we started from, uh, 1720. I ain't even gonna say the street name, but. <laughs> that's a, that's a He's about to put my man. It was a it was a eleven seven two zero, bro. Hey man, same man. Home and all the same man. We go, same man. But anyways, how's y'all quarantine been so far? What y'all been learning? What y'all been watching? Uh, how's it man. been? I've been watching. I feel like I'm the getting a little more in the rhythm of things. It don't it don't feel as strenuous as it initially did. You know, it's yeah. it's becoming becoming normal. I think yeah. for me, yeah. I think for me, I've been I've been just trying to. Um, I know, like at the first few weeks of quarantine, everybody's like, "This is your time to get closer to God." Da da da, all this type of stuff. But I felt myself kind of like I was on that wave at first, and then you know, after probably like week four, week five, people starting uh, myself, you know, starting to get comfortable and chill, but I, I'm really trying to challenge myself to continue to like stay in my word and, mm. um, you know, listen to, I'm trying to read more books, bro. It's, you know, it's real, bro. I started reading books. I'm not technically reading them. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, boy, you be on the, the listening. Like, I, mean, the, I mean, he reading. Podcast <laughs> flow. <laughs> audio books. We not audio books. You still digest the information. I'm just wondering. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? I'm on Audible. You know, somebody got me a gift card, so I'm taking advantage of that. It's lit, fam. But hey, man, that's how you know it's real, son. So yeah, I've been I've been just trying to do that, listening to some sermons. You know, picked up a a couple of new pastors that I listen to. You know, so we, we ain't gonna get we ain't gonna get into names. You feel no, me? We <laughs> Nah, we ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. Yo, we we love every pastor equally. You know, all of y'all are jokes. God made everyone different. Hey man, shout out to our <laughs> local churches. You feel me? Hey man, but, shout out to all the local churches. Yeah, but um, one thing that I have been watching that's been you know speaking to the heart. Oh, let's hear it. The last dance, bro. Oh, oh yeah, MJ. From athlete to athlete. See, we're not even on the athletic standpoint, bro. That don't like. I mean, since we've been watching it, before I even started watching it, before we all started watching it, what's crazy is MJ came out with the whole little... If you don't know what Last Dance is, it's basically the documentary of Michael Jordan and his last season with the Bulls after they won their six championships and kind of the story behind Michael Jordan and the rest of, you know, the teammates going through that. It was kind of that whole run, though. Like the whole six the whole seven years. Even a little bit bit of college stuff. Right. Yeah, so, so before Michael Jordan even the documentary released, Michael Jordan came out with a statement saying that um, after you guys see this documentary, you might have a different view of me. So you've been seeing that whole, <laughs> yeah, a bad, a bad view of me. So you basically you've been seeing like different people saying like MJ was mean and was a bully, and then other people are kind of like understanding why and the reason of what he did. So. Mm-hmm. My favorite, if you if you haven't seen this, you know, this is not really a spoiler. You've probably seen it on Twitter. But my favorite um, part of the whole documentary was season or episode seven when MJ was basically explaining why he was so hard on people and, you know, his heart behind that. So the things he said was like, um, I challenged people that didn't want to be challenged. I pulled people that didn't want to be pulled. The way I play the game is the way I played it. If you signed up to be on my team, then like you're basically signing or to be on the team with me, 
Like, that's how we're going to play. But if you don't want to play like that, that's fine. Like, just go somewhere else. So that joke, like, spoke to mm-hmm. me. And then he, and then at yeah. the end, he was like, um, one thing that every team that played for me can always say is that MJ never asked me to do something that he never did. And at that point, I was like, bro, that's the gospel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, dang, this man is preaching. Man was crying. So, I ain't gonna lie. I almost said it here, but that joke, because you could see like his passion for the game really was there. And the fact that people were like, I'm not even gonna say, yeah, the fact that people were really saying like he's a bully, he's a tyrant, all this type of stuff, you could kind of tell that they got to him. He was. He was. Yeah. You could tell that. It, oh, he was. You could tell that he got to him, but I could, for me, I could understand. Uh, to an extent where he was coming from. I, I've had, I ain't gonna lie, I've had teammates that are similar to that, like that, mm-hmm. and knowing who they are and knowing the intent that they've had. I was even telling this story, and not to, not to make this like a whole monologue, but I even told a story in one of our group chats today about uh, a fight I got into when I was in college during training camp. So <laughs> I got smacked up. So, so it, was, it, was, it was similar to, um, I guess the first story I talked about, basically MJ was, you know, there's a dude named Scott Burrell that he would always just pick on and, you know, kind of just get after him, like get on his, you know, during practice and stuff. Um, but at the end, the players were like, you know, everything that Michael Jordan did was with good intent. It's for the better, better, the betterment of us, right? So I had this teammate um, back in college. At the time, I was a sophomore. He was like a senior. I think he might have been a, a fifth-year senior. So I was probably like, what, 19? 18, 19, and he was 23, I believe, or 22, 23. Essentially, like, during training camp, we did it. We did. There was this one play coming off the ball, um, you know, just a normal inside run drill. That's where it kind of gets a little hectic. So after the play, I think I may have beat him, you know, a little too hard, or I, I may have I made the play. So he, mind you, we have helmets on. He hit me with a two-piece to my helmet. Mop, mop, mop. Mop, mop. Just like that. And I was like, you know that moment when you like have to decide what you about to do? Like if you're gonna walk away or <laughs> fight or flight. Like, yeah, fight or flight. So at that moment, I was like, oh nah. So I went and like tackled <laughs> him and it just it just started like a whole brawl within the team. Damn. You know, in football, if one if two people fighting, offense versus defense, everybody's jumping me, in me. that thing. Me. Everybody. Mm. So after that mo after that, like we fought, da da da, separated us. Coaches was talking to us. Um, and then after practice, he came up to me. Um, he was like, hey, man, you know, like, it's all love. Like, I just needed to get the dog out of you. You know what I'm saying? To that point, I was with that guy all summer leading up into training camp. Like, we lived together. We're like, that's we're that's We trained together the entire summer. Wow. And I guess he, he saw in me like, yo, this guy could be way better than what he is. But I just need something to shift in him. So I guess he thought a fight. Was gonna be the way to do that. But after that moment, uh, after that moment, like I, I could, I don't know if I want to give him all the credit for that. But after that moment, you know, there was kind of a shift in, in how I played the game. Um, after that, but that's the if first thing I thought about atmosphere. with the whole uh, documentary at that point, at that moment. Yeah. Mm. I do think, yeah. like, so like all the, the mean stuff he did and like everything they said about him, I do think these things like are true, but I feel like when you win or when your organization is up, like all that stuff gets overlooked. Cause like yeah. Michael Jordan was the same dude, treated people the same way. 
and they lost or they never won a ring. It's like, why is this guy such an a-hole? But I think, you know, because he was so great, he was able to do these things. Like, you can't just come out out the great a rookie just smacking everybody, but, like, he's established. So when new guys come in, they, he wants he just wants them to adopt the winning mindset. Yeah. yeah, it was it was cool just seeing you know the the insides of that him being a, him becoming an icon and you know a worldwide you know celebrity and just being as big as he was you know like what really you know drove him and stuff like that. I think I think it's good for you know a lot of people who are in ath um, who are in sports and then just on top of just people in life. I think. I feel like that documentary was a, a great thing for a lot of us in this quarantine time. Like, mm. it just, you Thumbs know. Down. Yeah, mm. and I think it brought a lot of people together. Just, you know, that common yeah. thing we're watching, like, when it was yeah. like a Game of Thrones season for people who watched it, it was like a family type, you know, just different things yeah. during th- certain times. Yeah, right, right. You know what I'm saying? All the people that love LeBron, just just different <laughs> things, you know, like, um, even Super Bowl, you know, Super Bowl, everybody, the family comes together, whether you like football or not. Folks yeah. are just there for the show or, you know, so it's, it was one of those things that like, you know, everybody's talking about when it's happening. And that was cool to have during this, you know, dreadful time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think watching that joint, it just really made me realize how OC Michael Jordan actually was as a, oh yeah, as an athlete. I know there was a lot of comparisons, but I honestly, when I'm, when, when I, when I, when I think about it, you know what I'm saying? I, I think there will always only be only one MJ, bro. I don't care what no one says. Like, even just how he played the game, bro, like, and the thing about it is, it kind of sucks where, like, sometimes you feel like you have to be mean or a jerk for people to really understand or to, like, be on the same, like, wave as you mentally, because it's just, like, sometimes you really do have to be that jerk and able to push people, because sometimes when you're too soft with people, they don't, they don't take you seriously, they don't listen, but, like, the moment you, like, smack someone... You know, or like the moment <laughs> that would extreme. The moment, the moment you push somebody, or the moment you know, so you call someone out. It's like, oh, nah, like I need to, I need to listen to this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's almost like parenting. Low key, it's just like if you're always nice to your child, always like you never discipline that person. They're just gonna be sweet. They're gonna think everything is sweet. Life is sweet. I don't gotta take anything seriously. Um, yeah. but obviously, it just really showed his leadership. I think it was a highlight on his leadership. Although there are people like who don't necessarily agree with his leadership style or how he spoke to people or how he picked on people. But at the end of the day, son, like, there's something that you can learn from the documentary. It's like, Michael Jordan was a leader. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he, his leadership was affected. His leadership got his team to win the rings. When you think about it, it's like, a lot of them Bamas, most of them don't even, when you think about, like, people who win NBA rings, you don't even have to, like, start. You know what I'm saying? And you get a ring. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't even have to ever really play in the game. As long as you're on the team, you get a ring. So it's just like, it's the fact that he was able to lead a team of, like, people who, in reality, honestly, would have never gotten a ring ever if it wasn't for Michael Jordan. It's tough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. But again, it's just like, it's. I thought it was interesting just seeing the other side of just like what we always see on TV when it comes to Michael Jordan. And it's not pretty, but it just shows you like both sides of like, we all have two sides to who we are. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's just like, if someone was to see all of our other sides and it was portrayed on TV, you know what I'm saying? Like it, people would be like, I don't, really, I don't really bang with Ramsey like that. Well, I don't really, I don't really like Moses. Or Gabe is a little. I knew what they, I knew what I thought about him was true. Hey, right, uh, right. You know what right. I'm saying? Like so, it's yeah. just it is what it is. But I mean, I haven't finished the whole thing. Probably like on episode four. I'm just like behind. Oh, but you just get so far. You getting into I'm just getting started. Yeah. I'm hit. And one thing I would just—it's kind of weird when they start the documentary on one person. 
But then, like, I know it's about Michael Jordan, but it'd just be weird how they just transition back to Michael Jordan and, like, literally leave, like, talking about, like, yeah, Scottie Pippen. Or, yeah, it's just be like, bro, I thought this episode was about... But yeah. all is well. I think, I think cool. one of the things, like, final thought, I think one of the things that was great was the fact that when, although they kept that core, they were able to switch certain players or new, new players get added, but they never lost, like, the winning mentality. Like, in the NBA, most teams, once those pieces are gone, you even if the core is kept... Like they don't necessarily keep they, they they don't they don't necessarily maintain like that that winning streak that they they once had and the fact that Jordan won three took a break like completely dropped basketball like on, at an NBA level came back and then won it as if he like never lost a step like that's crazy that's crazy I don't, I don't think that will happen again like somebody can't just leave the sport like I think Son. guys are too like the trainers the nutrition is too crazy now like we're the point where somebody can't just leave the NBA and come back and think like yeah. okay, I'm going straight. Yeah, athletically, yeah. it's different. Yeah. I think the, 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 Unless the you three, LeBron. <laughs> the three things that I think, uh, to wrap it up, I think the three things that I think stuck out to me was leadership. Uh, and not to say, like, his leadership is the way that everybody, you know, of course, maybe he could have focused on relationships a little bit more, but I think his leadership um, and the standard that he set um, was something that's, like, in, in, admirable along mm-hmm. with the um, passion that one person had to like give something, everything that they got. Mm-hmm. And then um, it kind of just, you know, I like y'all notice, like I see everything, a lot of gospel things through, through sports. And it kind of just made me think about like, you know, when Paul was at the end of his life talking about, he gave everything he could and he was, he was happy to, happy to go. But then there was another aspect um, of the, the documentary that stuck out to me was the whole, father slash mentor aspect and how big of a um like how significant it was you know Mm. mj looking at why he retired at first you know saying a couple weeks before a couple months before prior to what he was talking to his dad about retiring to play baseball and then in his interview about Mm. why he retired he was talking he was saying like you know this is just a decision that i wanted to make but then in his interview with, I think, the documentary, he was like, you know, this is what me and my father discussed. Um, and, you know, as long as my father's happy, like, I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? And you already know. I was like, dang. <laughs> the, guy was said, again. the guy said, right. as long as my father is happy, I'm happy. I was like, sheesh, bruh. And then you see um, how later on down life, how the hard times came with that. And then his mentor and security guard, Gus, came into the picture. Um, and now that became, you know, Sam is probably a spoiler, but that became his uh, mentor and father figure to the point where if MJ was up at 2 a.m. crying about his father upset about something, the guy Gus would come to his apartment. And I was like, dang, I look you need that in my life. But... <laughs> Ah, bros. Father figures go a long way, bro. Yes, bro. very much so. Yeah. A long way. So I'm excited for our generation of kids. You know, I'm hoping, you know, all the people that I know, I'm hoping that we all, you know, get to keep our families intact and, you know, like get to give our kids um, engaged parents, you yeah. know, like engaged parents that, you know, stuck together as a family prayerfully. Um, but yeah. Yeah, nah, like it's, that. Gonna, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be fun. Uh but yeah. So it is a it, it is a four by four episode. Um we are four. about to get into that. But before we do that, 
well, two things. One, there's another thing I've been watching, which I'm going to keep it short. The KD documentary, the only thing I'm going to say, it was great. It was cool. But we got to put, uh, put some we got to put some respect on Moco just, and McGill uh, County. Uh, you it can't wasn't do about it. Moco, bro. Hey, right. bro. The top it. guys in the joint were all PG, bro. So right. this would be like, I'm from Maryland. We all, right. we all want Maryland. Debatable. I mean, we don't claim Baltimore, so you can't. You guys, you gotta specify. <laughs> but I mean, if we did a DMV documentary. Like, Wait, that's my man's. A DMV documentary would be a lot better. But anyways, moving forward, before okay. we get in, before we get into uh, our four by four episode, there's a couple shout outs that we wanted to do. Um, one shout out to Anifa. She made history. She um, literally changed the game. Right? Some of you may or may not know we had Anifa on our on our podcast. Um, a couple of months back, and she's a fashion designer from. Um, she's actually from Moco, so you know, hey, if we're gonna if we're gonna do that, say so, nah. <laughs> but uh, shout out to her! Like she's a she's a fashion designer um, that's doing a lot of great things. Very very um, well known within the fashion industry. And yesterday, she released a um, project digital that she fashion doing, show, a digital fashion show. Um, just because of the quarantine, they transitioned to a digital fashion show that like, was crazy tough to watch. Um, and the, the purpose behind the whole f- the line is actually attached to her home country of Congo and, you know, helping out there. So that was just amazing to see for me, honestly. Yeah, no, I think it kind of like it's I mean, obviously it's innovative. And I think what it's going to do now is like kind of like force other designers to just innovate, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like obviously quarantine, we all have our limitations, but I think it's like just being able to kind of think outside the box to be able to still get your ideas out there is, is huge. And for her to really do it in the way that she did, um, being a fashion designer, I think it's really, you know, you can't help but to admire her, you know what I'm saying, and her work ethic. Um, but yeah, now nah, shout out to her, you know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to the garments. You know, I was looking at the joints like, yo, like looking at the, <laughs> the 3D models. I was just like, yo, this is wild, bro. Hey, man. But it looks real. Wrong. It looked very I was, real. I was like, wait, why they this? Hey, why they, they, they curvy? curvy? You know what I'm saying? They, they curvy. You know saying? But, um, no. you know, shout out to Anifa, man. We're all proud of you. Congratulations. Man, she, she, knows, she knows the she knows the demographic that she serves. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Shout out to all the black women out there. Yeah. So, uh, and then another shout out, um, forgive me if I say your name wrong, but I want to definitely shout out Halimat, um, at Holly Ade on Instagram. So we got a text randomly from one of our friends, Nicole, um, this past week. And she said, Hey, like one of my friends just featured you guys in her book as a podcast to listen to. And she sent oh. us the picture and the, the page of where we're on or in the book. And I was just like, yo, that's crazy. So Definitely shout out to her. Um, shout out to her for including us in the book. Um, I'm trying to remember the book name. I had a picture. I just lost it. But the book title is The Art of Transformation. Um, but yeah, definitely if you're listening to this, man, we just want to thank you. We appreciate you. You know, reach out. We'll reach out to you and just thank you for that as well. Yeah. Did we plug hey, Did so we plug Hanifa's uh, Instagram? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hanifa. Anifa M is her Instagram, but Hanifa H A N I F A is her Hanifa official. We'll put it in the description. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, let's hop into this four by four episode. As you guys know, the four by four. So that's classic, boy. 
as you guys know, the four by four, four by four episode is four questions asked to us by you guys and us four answering them as best as we know how. We don't know all the answers, but we're here to walk you walk through it with you guys and share our perspectives. So we're going to head and kick it off. I guess I'll go ahead and read the first question. So the first question is, I saw this quote going around Twitter that says, God won't leave you guessing. Do y'all agree with that? Why or why not? It's a great question. I guess the perspective is like, God is always going to tell you why something's happening or tell you or, or he basically won't basically won't leave you guessing as to what wondering is in the world yeah wondering yeah. whatever it may be um it's funny we was having a a slight conversation before the pod about this um i myself i definitely think that god will leave you guessing um in a lot of different things i just go back to the verse that talks about how his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and the fact that he is god like you know, what, like, what would actually make somebody a God if you knew exactly what they knew? You know what I'm saying? Like, why, like, what would be the purpose of him being Or understood God? everything. Yeah, exactly. So I think that, that is one of my answers as to why it is, because, you know, there's a lot of things happening in this world that definitely, like, especially in the times right now, like, leaves us guessing yeah. as to why, why things are happening, what's the purpose of it. And, you know, as we mentioned in previous episodes, like sometimes we just don't know, you know, a lot of, a lot of what faith is, is not knowing, but mm. knowing who the person is that's in control. Yeah. Yeah. I and think I that's think, it. Um, oh, sorry, go, go ahead, ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. All right. So I think it's like twofold because I think um, when it comes to like what Moses said, like faith, like a faith walk, sometimes you will be guessing, but I think um, God wants to build that trust and build that faith that, you know, the end result may, it may, it may look unclear now, but mm. the end result will be desirable and it will be according to as well. And I feel like there are stories in the Bible that kind of attest to that. Like we were literally just talking about the story of Job before we got on the pod and like God gave, blessed him abundantly and then took everything away. And he was literally like naturally as humans, when things don't go our way or when we don't see like, the the end result or the path like clearly right in our faces we're left to question because we're just god made us inquisitive so naturally he knows that we're going to ask questions about things if we don't understand so, so i wouldn't like when you look at the phrase god won't leave you guessing i don't think he leaves you guessing but you're probably going to guess at a lot of things that he does or doesn't do um yep. just because of your human nature and your your our longing like we want to understand things so badly sometimes that we just don't sit still and yep. i feel like because of that, God, you you are left in a state where you are guessing. Mm. Actually, oh, yeah. oh yeah. I mean, essentially, you said what I what I was gonna say, but I mean, obviously, you got to think about like another story where it's just like you talk about Abraham. You know, what I'm saying like he had to wait a brick before. You know, what I'm saying like you know, just being being able to like God essentially gave him children. You know, what I'm saying like him being the father of nations, and he had to wait a long time. I think he was like 99 by the time like he was able to re really see the fruit. Of that. So I, I think I don't necessarily I agree with like the Lord making you wait to develop your faith. And you kind of got to think back at everything that you were waiting for, everything that you were like second guessing or everything that you felt like the Lord was having you guess. I guess when you kind of look back at your life and you kind of see the fruit of that thing you were waiting for, it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like 
So it's like an ongoing theme of like, yeah, the Lord is going to keep you guessing, but it's like, it's not necessarily looking at it like a, as a negative thing. Although like in the moment you might, because it's just like, like, Lord, like I just lost my job. I don't know why. Like, how does this make sense? Like, how am I supposed to bounce back from this situation? But then literally it could be like six months from that time or even like two months from that time. Like you got another opportunity. You're making double the, what you were making before. It's, you know, like the job is located in your dream area, whatever the case may be. So I think it's just like, it's, Again, it's uncomfortable to like not know, especially if you're like a control freak. It's yeah. uncomfortable like not knowing what's next or not yeah. understanding that like, the season you're in. But again, I would just implore you to like look at your track record or look at the Lord's track record. Uh, you know, all the times where you just that you didn't know like what was going to happen next, and kind of can use that as motivation to kind of get you through. If you're someone who's going through a season, I mean, we're all like we don't know what's about to happen. You know, we're all quarantined. We don't know what's about to happen, so we're all we're all in this like this law, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, like, I really feel like God will be glorified through this whole pandemic. And I feel like something great will come out of it. But right now it doesn't feel like it because like a lot of lives are being lost. A lot of jobs are being lost. But at the end of the day, it's just like something, something good will come out of it. So it's just, I definitely believe the Lord will have you, have you guessing, but you know, for a good reason. I think that, I think the concept of having you guessing is a natural thing. It just means you're going to be required to have patience, you know, like, and I said, if you look at the life of Joseph, you know what I'm saying? Like his brothers sold him, you know, um, I'm sure he was guessing, you know, like what, mm. what the hell is this? Like what's going jail. on? Yeah. He went, he, you know, went to jail. He came up, was in Pharaoh's house, not Pharaoh's house. He was in one of the, you know, important people's houses. And then Potiphar, you know, his wife accused him of rape and all this, you know, like just a bunch of stuff. Um, you know, I'm sure the whole time, you know, he could have had to come up then. You know, and then he was in jail, like Remy said, and then it's just like, bruh, I'm sure he was wondering, like, in that time, and I think that's, like Remy said, trust and faith, that's when that those two things kick in, that's how those things are built, and I think when you have that trust, that's that's what fills in the gap of patience, you know, um, trust allows you to have patience, um, or whatever, so yeah. it's just it's just important, you know, to have that, but yeah, I was just trust that, that joint, but yeah, to answer the question, you will be guessing sometimes, like, yeah. And I, I also think sometimes, like, you or what God is doing for you may be a part of somebody else's, like, yeah. ultimate, like, end goal. And you may not Good. know that you're a cog yeah. in their machines just yet. So, like, yeah. you might be guessing, why is this happening? Why is this happening? And you meet this person and you understand why these things, and it becomes more clear. But, like, yeah. like I said, yeah. humans, we just always get, like, we're literally in quarantine and we're just in the house all day. Right. Of course, we're guessing, like, why, right. how did this happen? Why did this happen? It's just... I think what's that, right what's wrong i even want to yeah. say that i think that i think that if you're not guessing then it, sometimes it doesn't even re- leave room for god to like kind of fill your heart and, and kind of give you a perspective of what he sees you know what i'm saying i think a lot of times during um jesus's life and one of the examples was when peter um uh, when jesus told peter like he was about to die right peter was like nah like you can't die like we'll we'll fight for you type stuff because and then Jesus was saying like you're being an opposition to basically the work of God, right? So basically, a lot of times through Jesus' life, he tries to get people to see from the bigger picture, which is the spiritual level, rather than just seeing what's right in front of you. You know what I'm saying? Like usually when you're looking at just like through the man's man's eyes and you know man's perspective, you tend to think like, okay, you know everything, you know the situations, you know what's going to happen. 
you know, one plus one equals two. Like we make it very practical. We make it very, you know, easy and digestible. So, so for Peter, he's like, nah, you're not about to die. Like you're here. You're about to conquer the world. We about to take over the Roman empire. Like, why would you die? He didn't really understand it, nor did he want to understand it. Um, and then Jesus was just trying to get him to see it from a bigger, bigger perspective. And I think that sometimes when you, when you step out of yourself to look at things through how Jesus would look at it, it's going to leave you guessing because this whole gospel, it doesn't make sense. The whole, a lot of what was being preached takes a lot of faith and takes a lot of courage to step out and do. So if we just look at things and if we even try to make the Christian faith as something that, you know, is one plus one equals two, some principles, you know, some methods, this is how you get married. This is how you do this This is how you do that. Then like, you're kind of just taking everything on yourself and making it like, we're putting it in, in our way. But I think that once you start really walking with God, like he's going to leave you in positions where you literally have to depend on him. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't even know what step to take without him. So I think being at a point where you're guessing is the first step. Um, and I think it's a great step to be at because it allows for space for God to really like, you know, move and, and direct you in the ways that he wants to, you know, a man orders his step, but, God directs it. Is that the verse? Is that how it goes? Something like yeah. that. Y'all know. That sounds, that sounds right. <laughs> that sounds right. It's, yeah. Hold on. Let's let's fact check it. But go ahead. Let's fact check it. Let's fact check. <laughs> but nah, that's that's essentially what you y'all know what it means. Like we can we can direct and we can make our own steps, but it's essentially God and 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 His Holy Spirit that is directing us. So hold on, we got it. We got it. It says it says um in their in their hearts, there's NIV. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Um, mm-hmm. So a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. So Moses yeah, got an MSG version, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's all good. The MSG is funny. But yeah, man, keep guessing, man. Keep being in that space where you're always looking to be challenged and looking to gain a new perspective because you know, we never, nothing wrong with guessing. Yeah, yeah you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Guess you know, on my homework you, all the time in college. <laughs> all right. Times, times you might get it wrong. Me too, though. You know. <laughs> Stamp. I, I guess I can take the... Face that. I guess I'll take the second question. The second question is, it says, do you believe someone can be destined for singleness? Sheesh. I wonder if this was saying by a single person. It'd be weird if it was sent by um, someone who was married or someone who's dating. I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, I don't you know. But to I answer mean, that you question mean, from my, you, you said what? No, I just said not them because they no, already. Anyways, now go ahead. Do your thing, though. Um, um, to answer the question, uh, I think someone can be. I don't know if they can be destined for singleness, but yeah. I feel like it can be in God's will for someone to be single. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think like God is like everyone in the world that I create must do must you know what i'm saying like get married you know what i'm saying like i think the only thing that god really wants from every single person that he creates is their heart you know what i'm saying outside of that and their and their soul outside of that like it's just like you can really the lord gave us you know free will all right so we can honestly make our own decision and that's the whole yep. point of him giving us free will so yep. it's just like if you're someone who wants to get married that's something you desire i believe the lord will bless that if you're someone who doesn't desire to get, you know what I'm saying, to get married, then I, the Lord will bless that as well. I don't think he shows favor over a single person versus someone who was married. No, I don't think, yeah. I don't think that should really like favor in that regard. Um, so I think as far as like someone who 
who desires to be single, I feel, yeah, that's just my perspective. I feel like the Lord will still bless it either way. But as far as like being destined, like you were made to be single, I don't think anyone is made to do any, I mean, people are made to do like as far as just like their purpose here on earth, but as far as like a position, because being a single is almost like a position. It's not like um, singleness is like a career, you know what I'm saying? Or singleness is like my calling, but it's more so it's like a position. So I feel like the Lord can, yeah, I don't, I don't think he destines people to be single. Yeah. I was going to say, I think, I think one thing that we usually get like confused is that I've heard somebody use this term, even on one of the last videos that we put up is that um, there's this narrative that marriage is a mandate, you know, as to be a Christian, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like it's basically like we're, we're all entitled to it type stuff, but it's literally not, you know what I'm saying? Like Paul, when he was preaching, I think, I believe to the, to the church of Corinth, I think it's in Corinthians, but Paul was preaching yeah. saying like, yo, like I'd rather y'all not get married for real, for real because essentially that's going to take y'all away from giving God the ultimate glory that you could be giving him because now you got somebody else that you got to, you know, of course, tend to and do all that. So like, if it was up to me, like I'd be, I'd have all y'all single, but <laughs> if, you know, we now get to the other, the second half of that, because there's a whole, other narrative with that part about burning and all that. But essentially Paul was saying like, yo, like mm-hmm. the main thing to what Sam was saying, like God wants your heart, you know, right. marriage at the end of the day is something that's going to glorify God along with the many other things that are in this world. They're made to glorify God, you know, and, you know, in our singleness, and it's another thing like Paul, Paul couldn't live today because I think that a lot of people, he was preaching on marriage and there's not many people that listen to people that don't preach, that preach on marriage that are single. That's a whole nother topic. Yeah. They but, don't <laughs> yeah. But um, essentially, sense. yeah. But essentially like he was saying like, look, man, marriage is to glorify God. Right. And in your singleness, that's the best opportunity for you to do that. Um, and his life, he was, he was single the entire time. Um, but if you're going to get married, you know, you just have to understand what the, with the, I guess, hierarchy or whatever it may be. So to the answer to the question, I think that some might be, some may be called to be single. I know, I actually have a friend of mine who is a lady who, who does feel like she wants to be single for her entire life. And there, there be people that say that. And is it because really she just meet. can't stand dudes right now? Or like she just actually does not see herself in a relationship? That's the thing. You know, so when people, there be some people that say that, but they don't mean it. And when she says it, like, I see it in her life. Like, she means it. You know what I'm saying? And and she said, right now, and I respected it, right now, like, I only have enough for myself and for God. You know what I'm saying? And she's tried relationships. She's done all that. But this is just what she feels is for her. And I was like, sheesh. Yep. I mean, I respect it. Like, that's her desire. That's yep. what she feels caused to do. Um, and I respect it because I think that God can move in your singleness. The same way he can move in your marriage. I know a lot of times people say, you know, you gain a new inheritance of favor when you yeah. get married, but that doesn't mean that you don't have a favor when you're single. It's not favoritism. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think, I think, I don't, I don't want to say destined, but I think some could be called to being single. Um, I think that's, a, that's another thing. It's I, hard. You know, it's very hard. And I know I the thing where people around. say, yeah, people say like, <laughs> God knows. Yeah, but being married to have Instagram is hard. I mean, it's it's just. I think. I mean, honestly, you know, it's 
I think I think yeah, Destin is the strong word because Destin sounds like sounds like no matter what you do, you're gonna be single. You know, oh, like right. even if you try at relationships, you're gonna be single. And and that's I don't think that's what God intends. But I do believe there are people who don't have the same like they may have sexual desire, but they don't have it's not as much of an obstacle for them as others. And some of them, some people handle the um those cravings better, you know, um, or whatever, and are able to walk with the Lord upright, upright, you know, um, just some or the others, you know, like just because you don't. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, cause you know, Paul's basis is like, look, if you're burning then with passion, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead and fade marriage, you know, <laughs> it's clouds. Anyways, very, but very interesting. Cause I'm in my head, I'm just like, are there single people in the world? There's, there's not like, there's, I don't think there's single people in the world who don't struggle with, you know, right. sexual desires. Yeah, how right, do you right. reconcile that? Because like, they're believers. They're, I don't know. But I think, no, go ahead, bro. And that's what I said initially. I said, I said, I was, I said initially, like there. That's why I said there are people who handle that craving, those desires, better than others. And yeah. even, and even if they don't, you know, they just know that, you know, because I think, I think, I don't think everybody who's a Christian deals with sexual immorality. It's not everybody's issue. You know what I'm saying? Like. Some people do other things. It's a, it's definitely a popular one because I think a great percentage does. But I don't I don't think everybody don't know. does. You know, like I'm not. I don't think every single Christian deals with sexual morality. There are other things that that Christians. You know, even if I'm talking about a small mm. population of folks, it 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 still means like let's say ninety percent of Christianity deals with um or Christians people who convert to the faith deal with sexual morality. That means 10% is still a lot. You know what I'm saying? Even if it was 5% that deal with other things, you know, like that's not, and I think that our Western like culture has kind of caused this to like, you know, because things are sexualized here and it's put in our face a certain way. But I do think, I do think, you know, like, you know, somebody's issue can be like lying or stealing or, you know, like um, anger or, you know, like other things. It's not every, it's not always lust, you know, if, if I'm here to speak like an African, it's not every time lust, you know, sometimes it's something else, you know? So um, it just, it sucks that that's the, that's the go-to sin um, when people like talk about, um, you know, just sin period. These people usually yeah. talk about sex morality, which is a, it's a big one, but I do think. I guess it's because it's easier to see as, yeah. like, as far. Yeah. You can identify somebody struggling with sexual immorality before you look at somebody who's struggling with certain things internally, whether it's yep. pride or just yep. like just other things. So that's yep. probably why it's talking about and, and that's why, and that's why I think, you know, to go left for two seconds. And that's why I think people try to judge people who deal with, um, who struggle with like homosexuality or homosexual thoughts a little harder because it's like, you can easily see somebody's preference in that case. Um, but they don't, you know, like, there are people who struggle with a whole plethora of things. They don't even give people who fornicate the same energy, like, you know, with, with the opposite sex. So it's like, wait, why are you anyways to not deep dive into that? But yes, yeah, so I, I do think, I do think, um, you know, there are people who are able to easily cho- choose that route more easily than others. You know, I think you'll talk to some people and though you may not believe it, they don't deal with sexual things. Their issues are different. And so, yeah. yeah. More power to them, though. Yeah, bro. More power, power to them. They're going to need it. <laughs> but yeah. I Not think, saying they don't, but yeah. But yeah, I think it's it's also important to just remember, like, look, marriage is another tool that glorifies God. You know, it's one of the one of the tools that, of course, is the most visible. 
Um, and, you know, it's the most attractive. But I think once you understand that it's literally there to uh, glorify God, then we see it differently. You know, I think a lot of times we just claim that as the trophy of Christianity sometimes. Yeah. Don't yeah. take a light, bro. Yeah. yeah. And I think that some people even like, since we create that narrative that it's the trophy, then people that maybe feel like they're called to be single, they feel like, oh, I can't really do anything unless I get married. And I'm, I'm not to say I know exactly for sure, but I'm trying to understand like what, what that even looks like. You know what I'm saying? Like what, how do you even maneuver that if you do feel like you're called to be single? I mean, I don't feel like I'm called to be single, but. Yeah, that's so great. Mm. But yeah. I'm just trying to think your whole like, you're 60, 50. Right. And you're not struggling with next no question. Desires. I mean, these yeah. bands, no, no, these no, you can still you can still struggle still with struggle. The desires. It's like how you struggle in marriage, but, but it's I'm like, saying like struggling yeah. and not being able to really like you know what I'm saying indulge. Yeah, there's no way. That's, like that's you just are, like, this is just what it is. Yeah, exactly. like, it's almost like I mean, torture. To, <laughs> I mean, to some people, to some people, nah. I, I, I want to say there that are people but... out there. I think there are people out there that don't really. That like they don't really care sex, for sex. It's not about yes. Yeah, it, it they don't really like. Yeah, it's true. not. It's not that big I think of a thing. Wrong like, with them though. Nah, I so I would even disagree. Kidding. This guy's like, yeah, it's not. It's not. And I, I like I said, I think it's just we just have to have more of an open mindset, you know, towards like things of that nature, and just be like, sex is not the only thing people are struggling with. Yeah. It's, I, again, I think it's just hard to believe, but at the end of the day, like. Everyone is different, you know what I'm saying? So, like, some yep. people do desire sex, and some people really don't even enjoy the act of sex. So, it's just like, honestly, what did you say, Remy? Nothing, nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Whoa. No, no, no. I think Relax. you said um, Oh, but yeah, we can move on. We can move on, bro. <laughs> Run it. Nah, got they're, they're, God is love. Red run. You know what I'm saying? Question three. Hey. Go ahead. Hey, man. Say, man. I'll take I'll it. Question. Th- oh, go ahead. Uh, I mean, <laughs> so I see Michael Todd's rip up your list sermon circulating. And I just wanted to ask: Do men really write lists? <laughs> I, was I, I would say. <laughs> What's so funny, Moses? Go ahead, Remy. Answer the question, bro. <laughs> Wait, look before before Remy answers. I was going to say this is the actual text that one of us got from a friend of ours because they were seeing. You know, of course, we've all seen it, you know, the rip up your list. So they wanted to get a man's perspective. I guess they saw only women up there ripping their list. Yeah. Um, so it's they wanted gross. to ask. <laughs> Moses, could you provide uh, a bit of context for those very few people uh, in this world that haven't seen that joint? So, yeah, if you if you don't know uh, who Michael Todd is, he is a he is a he is a preacher from Oklahoma. Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, to be exact, who became very uh, well known because of his relationship goal series that came out in like 2017 or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then since that, a lot of people have tuned into it, like millions of people have tuned into it. So he wrote a book about relationship goals um, and is now doing the series currently right now about relationship goals um, reloaded and released his book. So one, I guess one of the sermons, I didn't, I didn't listen to it. But I think one of the actionable items from the sermon was to rip up the list that you have in your mind about, uh, I guess, who you want to be with, along with other areas of your life, like what do you want to see? So many people have just been taking it like in, our, in some of my group chats, the rip up your list theme was going on. 
yeah, applies to relationships. So that's the context that they're asking us in. Hmm. List of requirements that you want from somebody of, you know, that you're attracted to. Let's ask, guys. Did you guys have any... uh? Go ahead, Remy. Any requirements? Why is this guy saying me, bro? Clearly, this guy, I'm you asked a single question. one. It's like, no, the question. no, I don't have a list. It's, I never, because I just understand that everyone works differently. I, I do know what I'm attracted to and what I gravitate towards normally, but I don't necessarily have a set list because I feel like if that gets in the way, it's basically like somebody's playing a game with me. It's like, okay, she checks this. Okay, she checks this. And I feel like getting caught up in that, um, distracts you from who the person actually is so i would never like, yeah. have a list i have my non-negotiables <laughs> that might be my list but these are like like hard pressing things that i know that no matter what you could be the best woman in the world if you exhibit this trait we just won't work so yeah no list that, could be, that could be considered a list maybe Damn. i mean but, but i mean keep it keep in context the list <laughs> the list that have uh i guess the the things that have been on these lists the common thing that we've seen, son. Actually, I had a Is it tweet. Hype? You got a list? You got an example list? No, no, no. Well, I got Michael so Todd that, example list. So there was a couple of tweets. One of the tweets um, was a general person saying, "Like, what age do you guys think that you're gonna get married?" Mm. And then somebody responded to that tweet and said, "I don't know." Pastor Todd told me to rip up my list. Okay. <laughs> and then Nigel got endless retweets. Son, <laughs> endless retweets. And then, uh, and then some in one of my chats, a good friend of mine, she was like, <laughs> she was like, I don't know about this whole rip up your list uh, thing because I don't think it's for me to marry somebody that's five seven. And I was just like, where? <laughs> and I was so this is this is the, this is what oh we I guess is what yeah. being referred I mean, to with the list. Honest, honestly, I think I think there are guys who have lists, but. I don't think we're ever as um, we're usually as vocal about, you know, the things that we want. It's more so like if I see it, you know, for me personally, it's like for me personally, I was just like, okay, who do you know, like there was never a list of like she got to be this and that and this and that. It's just, you know, like how much do (sighs) it just wasn't it was like, okay, do I like this person that's in front of me? You know what I'm saying? And do they have these things, you know, or or would they make a good mother? Would they make a good wife? Would they make a good, mm. you know, like person to my family? And, and I mean, maybe somebody considers that a list, but I never had like a list like, yeah, she has to be of this occupation or she has to have completed this much school or she has to be uh, this curvy or have this or that, you know, like. Um, you know, just or even physical attributes, you know what I'm saying? Like she has to have this, she has to have that, or you know, like I had things that I I liked, you know, like it was like, oh, I like girls with nose rings, you know what I'm saying? Like that was just a thing, you know, but it was never like a list where I would come out and be like, Yeah, if she don't got this, you out, you know. Yeah, it was just never like that, you know. And I don't think guys 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 say that sometimes. But it's never like we never publicize. We may have it. We we may even have it in in conversations. Like, yeah, man, I'm talking to this girl, and man, I don't know because you know she don't got this. But I think I think guys no, never, guys don't gatekeep uh, potential. You know, most guys usually. You know what I'm saying? Like, usually yeah. guys wouldn't gatekeep who they're gonna you know whatever because sometimes we think with our our penis more than our brain so whoa, whoa, this is also, a pg podcast bro there's also this guy is funny there's also correct 
there, there's go. also that. There's also that. So it's like sometimes we just move ahead with things before we, that's you know, true. we don't make calculated yeah. moves that well sometimes. Mm. So that's I, I, I've seen guys let a lot of stuff slide just so <laughs> I've, actually. I've yeah. girls, bro. If that dude, if that dude exhibits all the physical attributes that you want in the man of God, there's so much more that, that people just be like willing to like let slide. And I'm like, that's that's not how it should be done, bro. Nah, I, I, I think I mean it gets to a point of desperation, which a lot of people find themselves in. Yeah. Where it's just like, man, I got this list, but you know what I'm saying? I had this list for about 10 years, you know what I'm saying? And every time I meet someone that's a potential, you know what I'm saying, like option that's compared to my list, they meet like a three out of ten, you know what I'm saying? So at this point, if he look good, he love the Lord, and he can sing a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Then maybe <laughs> maybe he might be the one. That's eight what? That, that is what it is. Yeah. All I would say is, like, if for those who have a list, because I know there's some people who are listening who have a list, look, just forget about the list, Mo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, legit. Forget about the list. Because I'm going to tell you, you're going to be looking for someone to meet all those requirements, and it's never going to happen. I'm just letting you know. I'm trying to save you years of heartache, years of wasting your time. Like, looking at honestly, your friends married. looking at your friends getting married. Like, honestly, it's just like, have your non-negotiables. I think those are important. I think you should stick to those. Like, I feel like, yes, those are solid. Awesome. But as far as, like, the little things, like, he needs to be making this much, or he needs to have a beard, or he needs to be look like Remy. You know what I'm saying? Like, all those... <laughs> touchy subject. Touchy touchy subject. Chill, had chill. to slide that in. Chill, I, had to, I had to slide that in there. This man, Remy, fits everybody's list, bro. God, like, everybody's list, bro. Everybody's list. If you look like Boris Kojo, whatever it is, look... And vice versa. It's such a random name. Vice versa. I ain't like, heard Boris Kojo's name <laughs> dropped in a while. But, uh, no, no, you good, you good. All I'm saying is save yourself time. I mean, I think it's good to know what you want. I think it's great. I think that's awesome. But at the same time, just be a real, be realistic. Like, I think kind yeah. of find someone who meets every single, you know what I'm saying, like task, or not task, but every single, like, checkbox on your list. I don't, I don't think that's realistic, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, for me... I more so had a vision for what I wanted to see um, in marriage and like kind of what Remy say, like the type of person I want to raise my children, the type of marriage I want to have, mm. all that type of stuff came into just the thought process of it. So for me, it wasn't necessarily a list. It's some certain characteristics that I would love to see, of course. Um, and, and it's not like, you know, it's not even like a, they need to have it when I meet them. It's like, you know, the effort is there. We can build upon this type of stuff. We can, yeah. we can cultivate this type of stuff. Um, and then it's 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 uh, those type of things, the non-negotiables that Remy mentioned. Like for me, there's some non-negotiables that I'm just like, I can't, I just can't fade this. Bro. I couldn't Before. live with this. Like I, if I live with this person, I would go crazy if this non-negotiable. Like, yeah. If you had one, you know what I'm saying? You got two or three. All right. It's a pattern, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so even, cool. I think even like way back in the day when Gabe, uh, at Gabe's apartment, uh, we would all like come after church and we would talk about, you know, potentials. You know what I'm saying? Mm, dang, those were, those the, were the days. days. Those, those were the were days. The days. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the and looking, and the looking back, <laughs> and look, looking back on those days, That's realizing that crib. those, <laughs> praise God, noticing that those conversations were never really like based off of just physical things that are on the list or based off of like, you know, she did this or she did that, but it was more so just like character and see how somebody fits into the picture of what, you know, I got going on or, you know, even our friendship dynamics, like 
would they be a good fit within this friendship, this this bond that we guys have? So that type of stuff. I think the only thing that I could classify as, you know, my list, and this kind of goes into the vision that I got is I had a height requirement, you know what I'm saying? Mm. The minim- minimum was five, seven. <laughs> you know wow. Hey, you know, the, with, with, the, with the kids I want to have, I need the best position. Lamar Ball. This guy, this guy is breeding himself. Lamar <laughs> Ball. Like, I feel it, bro. Share I'm with I'm anything it. under. <laughs> I I never, it, it's crazy. I never had a high requirement, but yeah. I just think I'm I mean, just, hopefully all my genes are just put into my child. Yeah, bro. Like, Remy, you, surprised, bro. you good. You good. Yeah, watch bro. that, though, because if they if they dads are the men in the family. My sister's not that tall. We talking about you. Stamp. That's true. Yeah, but I think, I think. Another interesting yet funny comment that a friend of mine had was he was like, everybody out here risk ripping up their list, but it's still written on their hearts. I was, I was like, I mean, sheesh. And I mean, I can't even knock them, bro. That's that's not false. I mean, you know, it's it, the 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 ripping up the actual list is a manifestation of, of trying to get the heart joint going. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, so I mean, it's the it's a prophetic, you know. Act. Prophetic action, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they try yeah, to... But, I mean... You deprive you know. yourself of meeting new people and, like, experiencing something different with someone when you have these lists because you don't even give yourself the chance to be like, okay, what's here? What's, what is in store if I were to meet this person or give this person right. a shot? Because right. you got all these lists. And the moment he's not seven foot three, you just look away at another, at another guy or something. Uh, I mean... I they're always going to be closed-minded people. So, yes, they are guys who have lists, but commonly, you know, you usually wouldn't. I mean, you you would see a guy maybe say it, but <laughs> so I, a lot of things friend, slide. I have a friend. We, we know this guy, and I feel like he has the longest list ever. Uh, I'll say it off air, but if you don't, if you know, you know, nah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I think Oh, yeah. Offline, we get. I don't even know. I'm here with But, hey, the last thing we're going to say is, don't end the, I guess, illustration with just literally ripping up the list. Make it something that is on your heart as well. I think more than more than talking about the list and physical and all that type of stuff, like look at what you want for your life, seeing how this person could fit into it. Just because somebody doesn't have everything that is on whatever so-and-so list doesn't mean that you can't build with them. You know, this is somebody that you that you are planning to build with, you know, some things that are on their list may get chopped off later on in life. You know what I'm saying? He got a beard now, but later on in life, he might decide like, I'm just going to go without a beard for the rest of my life. Or or his hairline might be, you know, shot. So, I mean, it's, it's just a lot of things that could be out here, man. Let's. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Things you once found attractive. Yeah. No longer. Yeah. We're not going to preach about lists though. That's not for us. (laughs) You know, it's not. I mean, you guys already found yours. Amen. Same man. I mean, hey, amen, say man. Let's keep it going. Next question. <laughs> question, question four. Question four, four is uh, what is the difference between having confidence in self versus having confidence in God? Mm. How do you know when you're putting too much confidence in yourself? Mm. Um, yeah, nah, you know, and it's an interesting question just because, you know, like, I guess that's, it's a balance between like pride and you know, confidence and what is, what is, what is true confidence in the Lord? You know, I mean, when you're a Christian, are you allowed to, you know, brag and boast or, you know, but I think, I think honestly, I think self-confidence is healthy when you believe that as a believer, when you believe that 
um, God brought you to a place where you were able to hone the skills. So I could brag on the fact that I'm, you know, creative, but I believe God and I could believe I'm creative. Like I do think I'm creative, but I do believe God placed things in my path to help me cultivate that thing. You know, he gave me opportunities so I can exhibit. So, yeah, while I'll say I'm creative, I know in the back of my mind, you know, God had put things in my path or he made me a certain way so that I received that differently. So, you know, I think I think you can have self-confidence and God confidence at the same time because you believe that your self-confidence, the things that allow you to be self-confident are rooted and based in the Lord. Now, when you're toting accomplishments and things like uh, attribute it to yourself, like I got it on my own, you know what I'm saying? Got it out the mud, you know, just just self-made, you know, stuff like that. I think that's when when now we're talking about like having too much self-confidence, you know, like having, you know, like just too much, putting confidence too much in yourself. It's it's more so of a thing. It's just like, no, nah, I mean, but at the root of that, those things, you know, so when you don't acknowledge the Lord, you know, like um, in all your ways, just like the Proverbs where it says, it's like, um, you know, you're then having too much confidence because you wouldn't even be breathing to experience any of that if it wasn't, you know, God didn't allow it. Mm, yeah. You got to think about this analogy. It's like, it's like someone blessing you with a car, right? But they let you borrow it for two weeks. And you out here with this whip, flossing <laughs> that joint, telling everybody, yeah, I just, my joint, you know what I'm saying, flexing. And then at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, like you give the joint back. It kind of essentially is just like how we're all blessed with certain giftings, right? Like I don't yeah. necessarily feel like our gifting is just obviously meant for us to just keep to ourselves. It's meant to bless other people. Um, and I think it, it can get to a weird place when it's just like you start boasting in your gifting when the Lord is the person who gave you that gift, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I'm boasting of something that almost in a sense doesn't necessarily belong to me, but it's being used in me. It's being used through me. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's, it's just trying to find the, the line is really, it's really thin. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously I feel like you can, you can be proud of like how you're using your gifts and how the Lord is using you. You know what I'm saying? But I don't necessarily think it should get to the point where you almost omit the Lord out of your um, equation of like who you are today or like how you're doing what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's, 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 you can have confidence in yourself. I think it's actually very important to have confidence in yourself um, as a believer. You know what I'm saying? Especially like if you want to fulfill all that the Lord has for you, I think yeah. that requires a level of confidence um, or you're not going to, you're not going to see everything he has for you. Um, but again, I don't think it should get to a place where you're, you're boasting about it. Obviously, like Abe said, you're boasting about it. You're taking too much pride in it. I think it's at the end of the day, it's just like, yeah, the Lord has blessed me with something. But honestly, like I'm pointing this back to him because he's the one that gave this to me. Yep. Um, so that's that's all it is. Like you could definitely be confident as a believer, but like don't just don't steal the glory from God when he's the person that's trying to get that from you by blessing you with the gift that he is giving you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that's what I would say. Yeah, I think I think what it what it for me, I think, yeah, confidence, self-confidence is something that of course, like I've I've I think over the past, you know however so many years like that's something that's grown in me and I think it's really grown in me just through understanding the source and that it comes from God from Jesus and I think the identity piece too is understanding like when you really truly understand your identity is in Christ it gives you a different type of of confidence um that you may never even search for and or reap in this world because you know in this world 
a lot of the confidence comes from what you've done, what gift you have, um, who can compliment you, all that type of stuff, um, rather than your confidence through Christ literally just comes from being a son or a daughter in him and just understanding like that he literally what he did for you and, and, and knowing that you have access to him. I think that identity comes from, or that confidence comes from there. Um, I think like Sam said, it's a thin line. I think a lot of times we start off um, in a place where we call it like confidence and, and Godfidence. And, you know, we have the mindset of like pointing everything back to him and, you know, he gave me this gift, all this type of stuff. But I think as time goes on, we start to, put more confidence in ourselves and the things that we've done with this gift and start to forget about the gift giver. You know what I'm saying? And, and, right. and it's very subtle and it's not even like a, a, a something that you plan to do. I think over time, when you start to receive a lot of accolades, a lot of recognition, a lot of, um, you know, achievements, it's, it's natural to do. And that's why I think that even with whole self-confidence and confidence in God, I think it's something that's daily. You know, I think it's a daily thing where, you literally have to let go to refocus your mind and understand like you, the only thing you can really boast for or boast about is the fact that you have the privilege of being a child or uh, being a child of God. You know, I think that's what it really comes down to. Um, and that we we can't really boast in like, you know, even, even the gifts, like we could be stewards of it and we could be um, people that steward it well, but even to boast in it, you know, we can, it, it, at the end of the day, it points back to him. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's right. something that I've really been trying to understand and to, to guide and, and um, really see how to maneuver through this life, even with the gifts that he's given us, because like, honestly, you can get caught up in this zone real quick, right? right. You know, you yeah. can start to get a lot of people looking at you, a lot of people seeing you as something higher than what, you know, they should be seeing you. Cause at the end of the day, like, you know, even in the Bible it says, look, you shouldn't even be praising people that, um, our leaders or so like you shouldn't be boasting about nobody you know what I'm saying because everything is for you like you have that same access you have that same opportunity like the only thing you can boast about for is God so I don't know man I don't got the answers I just know that it's a tough place to maneuver in and literally it's a daily thing that you got to come to terms with um, and, and yeah. kind of like let go of. yeah I think also it's just praying for humility I mean some people they they want to have confidence in God, you know what I'm saying? Like, but for some reason, it's hard to, for them to see past themselves. Um, and I think it's just like, honestly, it's just praying, it's just being real with yourself. I think it kind of starts with self-awareness. It's just like, man, like, when, when I read these comments on IG, they make me feel X. Or when someone says so-and-so about me, it gets me on this high. Like, it's like really just self-assess yourself. And if you feel those feelings, then it's just like, man, like, you know, maybe maybe this stuff is getting to me a, a little too much more than it should. Like, there's nothing wrong with compliments. There's nothing wrong with people liking what you do, you know what I'm saying, or buying what you have to sell. But I think it's more so just like, again, it's just being careful, man. And it, again, if, if it's being self-aware and just praying for humility always. Like, as we continue to climb in your career or as you continue to climb in, like, your your purpose, like, whatever it is, I think it's just important just, like, to really pray for the Lord to, like, keep that that spirit of humility in you. You know what I'm saying? Because, son, it's wild out here, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, like people really switch up, you know, when when success comes and, you know, like, it's just like, you want to be someone that's grounded in your success. Like, people can say, man, like, so-and-so hasn't changed. I've known this person since, you know what I'm saying, forever. And they've been the same person. Like, the success didn't get to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's because, like, you're someone who is grounded in Christ and you're not allowing the external 
success, the worldly success, you know, affects you internally that now affects you vertically, you know what I'm saying, with your relationship with God. So I think it's just, yeah, man, you just got to be careful. I think it's just important to be self-aware, honestly. Like, it's really, and that's one thing I'm learning to do, like, not just like in general, you know what I'm saying? Like when I think certain thoughts or when I want to do things that are, that are not good, I want to say something that is not good. I'm like, Lord, I wanted to say that, but why? You know what I'm saying? Like, why did I want to say that? Or why did I want to do that? Like, or, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I think it's just coming to a place where you know the Lord is not judging you. And I think it takes a while for you to really get to a, a comfortable place where you can like be transparent, even with yourself, like even telling yourself like, Dan, like I'm, I'm really wild for thinking like, looking that way. I'm really, I'm, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's like really like being open with God, like trying to question and trying to figure out like where, where does this stem from? You know what I'm saying? Like, why do I have like a natural inclination to be petty? Or like, why do I have a natural inclination to like hate on people? You know what I'm saying? Or not see people do well. You know what I'm saying? Like, why is that? And then it's just like, you know, continue to have that internal dialogue. And I believe the Holy Spirit will reveal those things to you. But again, I think it just, it's important just to be self-aware, bro. And there's nothing wrong with having bad thoughts. You're human. But I think it's, it's only bad if you don't decide to do something about it. You know what I'm saying? Or it's only bad if you don't decide to like allow the Holy Spirit to address that. So. Yeah. And I think uh, just going to like the follow-up, like how do you know if you have too much confidence in yourself and not in God's, like if something happens that's not necessarily according to your plan, like who do you run to first? Do you like rely on like what you think or how you handle situations or do you talk to the God about it? Do you, and when they, when you're in situations where, you're being blessed you think you take it for granted because you feel like you can get it back yourself mm-hmm. or you understand that it's a blessing that can be taken away from you at any time so i feel like um just i guess how you steward your life can be a telltale sign as to um if you're having confidence in yourself mm-hmm. if you're having too much confidence in your money your status whatever you feel like you've achieved mm-hmm. as opposed to like having faith in god and i think um just like when you wake up in the morning like, I'm not saying you have to be like, oh, oh, thank you, God, for waking me up another day. But it's like, are you truly grateful for the gift of life? Like, yeah. and just just, just where you go to first. Like, in this crisis, like, a lot of people, what are they right. doing? They're going straight to their money. They're going straight to their savings because that's where their faith lies. Mm-hmm. As opposed to people who are kind of, like, praying to God and just praying that we all get through this as, like, a human race. Yeah. Um, and it just shows and like, your actions and everything. But I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's like a constant, like we said, it's a constant faith walk like your entire life. Because some days you just might be like, God, like you you just might not be on the same wavelength as God. But then other days you might be in tune and understanding like, all right, he's walking with me. And like Sam said, he's not judging you. You could be like the worst person in the world internally. But it's like he understands that already. You don't have to tell him. But I think when you recognize, you self-assess and you try to, you know, remove what it is that's not of him or just it's not the real you. And you see yourself for how he sees you, then I think yeah. that's how you can kind of get out of that confidence in yourself that's or good. just relying on yourself too much. That's good. That's good. Man. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, man, like everybody, I think we all need to, that's that's the only thing we all need to self not the only thing, but that's a very big thing that we all need to self-reflect on. I think that even like even if we have brands that are so-called there to glorify God, like they're still areas for self-confidence to creep in you know mm-hmm. and we can't we can't just settle on the fact that oh my brand is to really give glory to god and that's why i'm trying to be known because i want to bring more glory to god like that's the form of self-confidence right mm-hmm. because at the end of the day you're saying like the only way for people to know god is for me to get a bigger name for myself like mm-hmm. that those are the those are the little things that i've 
been thinking about myself, mm. you know, just like literally the only thing that we should be coming to people with or boasting about is like Jesus and God. Mm. And it's for other people to speak well. Right, of you. right. You don't, I mean, there ain't, ain't nothing more example, ain't nothing that. more beautiful yeah. than having good, complete yeah. confidence in God because then, you know, you believe that you can do yes, anything. Well, because with God, all okay. things are. Love yourself, <laughs> but love God too. <laughs> right. Yeah. And on that cue. Wow. This guy's Remy. But anyway, pray for him, man. The greater podcast. (laughs) Pray for me every day, guys, please. I'm a work in progress audience. It's the greater podcast, four by four episode. We hope y'all appreciated. Anything or anything that we had to say that resonated with you, man, feel free to share, man. Share with us. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, we have Anchor now. Feel free to go ahead and send a message uh, to our Anchor app that we can put directly on the podcast. Like, Just, you know, communicate with us. Talk with us. Rap with us where we felt like we was wrong. We felt like we was right. We just want to create that community um, to keep it going. But yeah, man. Send money to our cash app. Please. I ain't playing with y'all no more, man. I'm, I'm being mean, honest and transparent on this podcast. We've been saying, no, I'm just kidding. I love y'all. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm just kidding. If the Lord lays it on your heart, you know what I'm saying? Honestly, we're, we're, we're doing this for the love. I'm just letting you know we're really doing this for the love. But if the, if wow. the money's good too, if the Lord places wow. on your heart just a blessed Project 330, so we can continue giving y'all this fire content. Wow. You know, fire. Just, you know, hey, man. Hey, what's, the, what's the what's the uh, cash app tag real quick? <laughs> hey man, what's the R E M I N A D E? Jesus, go straight to Project Be Thirty. Just send it to R E M I N A D E. Don't forget the cash little sign or whatever. This okay. is a this is Support a great example. Support the team. Great... <laughs> at his finest. <laughs> <laughs> Live on the podcast. Wow. But anyways, man, y'all know where to find us at P R O J three three zero. Uh, follow us, share our page, whatever it is, man. We just here for y'all. But yeah, it's the Greater Podcast. We gone. I don't want to do too much talking. Let's just get it popping. She was into you until she found a better option. She don't want to do too much talking. She just want to go shopping. She just want an MOG who ain't getting off. I just wanna be the one with curvaceous hips Who can match my drip and stick stick to the script We pull up to the function, made it lit lit, then we did Show up, turn up, roll out, took a quick play for split Just wanted to, to start it, geeking, had to tell her relax Hold up, cool, cool, let slow down, don't get too attacked Hold up, cool, cool, let slow down, don't get too attacked Yeah, 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 let's get this party